Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. Um, this is your host, Darren, and um, this is my initial podcast. And in this podcast, I like to talk about a random subjects and see if I can get insight from a lot of people that I interact with on a daily basis. I have friends, I have family, doctors, you know, nurses. I even talk to some hobos on the street because the state that I live in, Florida, you you catch all kind of crazy knowledge from everywhere. So today I'm here with a guest of mine. His name is Joe. And we're just going to be talking about like some a few topics real quick back and forth. We're going to do some bantering on about that. So I guess with each podcast, I like to start off with a with a word that I found in the dictionary at random. And I give you the definition and, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse. If you can use it in a sentence, you get a little and a little (laughs) circulation and stuff. So the word that I have is enculturate. And that definition is cause to adapt to the prevailing cultural patterns of one's society. Now, that's a pretty deep freaking, that's a pretty deep word right now, but what we're dealing with, with this pandemic and all of that stuff and all of that. So, well, with that being said, good afternoon. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. So, um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, and I just want your honest opinion on it. No matter how far left or how far right we go, I just want your honest opinion about it. What do you think about this um this new craze that's going on, this whole face swap app? What's your thoughts on that? So, uh, initially when it came out, I, I assumed that it was going to be some kind of like goofy, fun thing for, for kids to do, you know, messing with their pictures, swapping faces around. Yes. Um, however, you know, lately, especially with everything that's come forward with these deep fakes... Um, there's a lot of concern there. <laughs> I mean, if, if people are allowed, able to use this technology to to make a convincing fake image where it looks like a certain individual is doing something or saying something that they're not, I mean, that's that's a little scary. And <laughs> see, you 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 have my same mindset because that's exactly what I was thinking when I seen the face when I seen the face swap out. And I've seen some people that I know on my feed, on my social media feed, that has used the face swap app. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of spooky because, you know, I'm always wondering if, like, the technology has become so advanced with the face swapping. Because I have a feeling, this is just my opinion, that our government has used that stuff on us before with certain interests and certain instances of certain things and stuff. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, it's gotten so good now that I think it was the other day I saw a video that somebody posted on Reddit and they did it as a joke it was not meant to be taken seriously but it was they basically had put Mark Zuckerberg's face on this guy's body and was having him do an infomercial uh, uh, basically selling data you know everything that they're accused of doing Um, but had you not known that it was a fake you would have thought that it was actually him it was his voice it was his mannerisms it looked like him um so yeah, I would not be surprised if if there are other videos out there that are being passed off as real that are are these deep fakes or using this kind of technology. Yeah, because it could be it could be you know it could be used to enculturate our people into like getting normalized. <laughs> I'm up here finna use. I got the word for the day. I used it go. and stuff. <laughs> ding ding ding. Yeah. So I'm up here just 
really was thinking about it because like some of the apps that we use today are extremely dangerous and oh, could yeah. be hazardous to our health. I remember a couple of years back when we had the um the Facebook locator app. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, um, I'm right here in this city. I'm right here at this restaurant. You know, my wife, my wife, she attempted to, you know, use the the Facebook app because she wanted to let everybody know we was at a restaurant. And I literally ripped her a new butthole because I was like, we do not need to let everybody know where we are. We're not in a, like, a hazardous situation or like a like a state of emergency or mm-hmm. something like that. I could see if they only used in a state of emergency, but people was just using oh, yeah. it to just, you know, like, hey, look at me, I'm here, or, hey, look at me. But you don't know who's looking at your social media page and stuff, and they'd be like, oh, no one's there? Okay, let's go see what's in their house. Oh, I mean, and it, it's, I, I think it's even a little bit more subtle and nefarious than that, because at least with the, the locations, that, that's something that you're turning on or off. Yeah, but with a lot of these phones nowadays, they're recording. Whenever you take a picture, even it's recording information such as your location, what model phone you have, what your camera is, and that's all embedded in that photo. Yeah, and unless you, and this is all enabled by default, and unless you go and specifically turn that off, every picture you have has that data encoded into it. And if someone knows what they're doing, they can look at that. And you, know, <laughs> you know, this phone right here has that same stuff because mm-hmm. I took pictures on certain days, and I'm like. When did I take a picture on Valentine's Day? And they had the words up there for Valentine's Day and, like, had the model and all of that, the lines and the date and the time. I was like, okay, that's kind of spooky. That's okay. really kind of spooky with all this technology that's coming up and stuff. But that face swap is very, fair. It's very, very freaky, man. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't really like it. I don't really trust it because it could be, like, like you said, it could be weaponized and it could be used against us for nefarious purposes to, like, you know, destabilize us, destabilize just the whole country as whole and stuff, saying that, like, oh, that person said something when he really didn't. Reminds me of fucking, like, um, Running Man. Yeah. You remember Running Man oh, yeah. with our Schwarzenegger? <laughs> that shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, he got killed and stuff by, um... Like what was the dude oh, that played now. Jesse Ventura's character? Um, the Jesse, the um, Jesse Ventura guy. He had yeah, like, no, I, yeah, and they was fighting in the ring and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was a previous Running Man that he killed. But they put Arnold Schwarzenegger's image on there and stuff, and yeah. they said that he got killed by him <laughs> and stuff because the people was up there like, okay, he was up there killing all the doggone, you know, right. gladiators and stuff. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Man, it, Running it is, Man is, is the crazy shit. how they, those movies predict stuff like this. But. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, right? Oh, yeah. That's fucking but, crazy. Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, so, so a corollary that I'll draw to this is not exactly a, the same situation, but something that I'm, I'm kind of thinking is similar. So I, being a biologist, I'm going to draw a biological corollary. You know, decades ago, when researchers first uh, invented techniques for molecular cloning, um, and this was a way of, of copying and inserting different bits of DNA and, and making uh, large copies that you could then manipulate downstream. Um, a few of the researchers that were that were um, in it from from the ground floor uh, kind of took a step back and they said, you know what, there are some serious ethical implications to what we're doing. Um, maybe we need to press pause until we fully understand. This. <laughs> and, and even more recently, uh, uh, the. The, the, I, forget, I cannot remember her name right now, but it was a, a 
the researcher who just won the Nobel Prize for, for developing CRISPR technology, yeah. which is doing precise genomes. She came out a few years ago and said the same thing about CRISPR, that maybe we need to pump the brakes and take a second and think about the implications of this before we go charging ahead. Unfortunately, it does not seem that there is that voice of reason in the technology sector. And I think there's too much money to be made, and, and that's why we have you know programs like this face swap and, and deep fakes that are just blowing up on the scene. And I don't, at this rate, I don't know that I trust tech companies to to self-regulate, and I think they've proven that they can't. And oh. I think there's too much money to be made. So at this point, uh, unfortunately, the U.S. government's going to have to step in and do something because the. the the implications of what this stuff can be used for is is pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, because a friend of mine was telling me that if somebody wanted to, you know, like, you know, commit a crime because we're in this pandemic right now. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we have masks on and now it's normalized to where we can go inside a bank and stuff now with masks. You couldn't even go inside a bank with freaking shades on oh, no. <laughs> like a couple of years back. But now you could go in there with a mask on. And everybody, and none's the wise, and everybody's okay with it. So who's to say someone that comes in with a mask or something won't attempt to, you know, rob the bank or something like that? Mm -hmm. Because you don't need a gun to do something like that. All you need is like a piece of paper and a pen be like, here, put the money in the bag, no ink stuff. And oh, yeah. they have no reason but to comply and stuff. But um, that was a good that's a really, really good doggone discussion on that. But what is CRISPR? You had me intrigued by that. CRISPR? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, uh, it's 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 an acronym. It, it stands for, if I can remember correctly, clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats. Okay. One more time. Y no, yeah, one more time <laughs> okay. for me. Clustered. Clustered. Yeah. Regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats. All right. In layman's terms, what is that? Because you're speaking freaking Greek to me. Yeah. Right now. So um, <laughs> it was a uh, it, it was a protein complex first identified in bacteria. Mm -hmm. And the thought is that it functions similar to our immune system for bacteria, because bacteria yeah. don't have an immune system like yeah. we do. Um, and this protein complex can recognize different viruses that would infect that bacterial cell based on looking at their genetic code. And if it matched one, it had a, a mechanism to chop up the virus's nucleic acid and render it inert. Okay. Okay. Now, what it's being used for now is for, and really the best explanation that I can think of is, it is a set of scissors and superglue for DNA. And use, using this protein complex, you can specifically target individual genes in a genome, mm -hmm. cut them out, and replace it with something else. Okay. So before we've had ways of, of modifying genes, but it has never been this precise. This is, you can go in at an exact, le you know, the human genome is 3 billion bases long. Okay. You can go in at an exact position in that 3 billion base pair long code and cut out a piece. And, and the, 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 the big technological breakthrough has, has been the precision. So, so basically to where, like an example, so say for instance, like, because I've seen some kind of um, program, some company was doing in Europe to where they wanted to start people, you know, creating babies in little pods and having them inside their homes. And, mm -hmm. you know, so basically they can cut off certain strands of DNA, be like, okay, I want my child to have, like, you know, 
want them to be tall, so they cut out that certain strand and put in right. a certain strand and, and like that. Exactly, and actually, de design quote unquote designer babies. That was one of the concerns with this technology: is is that going to become normalized? Because the 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 creators of this, or, or I shouldn't say creators, the 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 scientists that discovered this, yeah, their view of it is that this should be used to cure disease. Exactly, because and, you can find like the. The strand for like cancers, uh, different types, exactly. rare, rare cancers, you know, leukemia, mm -hmm. you know, all of that, HIV, AIDS, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So didn't didn't some um, Chinese scientist like a couple of years ago, yes. he ended up doing something like that that he, I can recall. He did. He did. He, uh, he modified a pair of babies. Um, I believe it was in utero, so before they were born, but I'm not 100% sure, but... Um, this was actually a huge controversy when it happened, um, and I don't know what the the laws are in China for doing any kind of medical research. But you know, they in, in almost us. any other developed nation, that would not fly. Lit. And from what we were told from the Chinese authorities, uh, that uh, doctor who who did this has been taken into custody and is, is in prison. But we don't know that for take sure. It, so. Taken into custody exactly. and placed <laughs> into prison. I'm doing, I'm doing quotation marks yeah. people, when I say that. <laughs> Taken into prison. Okay, so he made, so it seems like that Chinese scientist made solid and liquid snake. That's yeah. what it seemed like. Let <laughs> it form terrible. Well, we don't know exactly. <laughs> but and, yeah. and, and from what the last I heard, the two children were in good health. But again, it's getting getting information about stuff like this out of China is, you never know. But everything's just dark. It took them so long to, um, it took them so long to really divulge information for the coronavirus and speaking of which mm -hmm. what is up with the um and speaking on that i know you're a biologist and everything and we've had talks before about yeah. this everything so what's the status right now in this country on on this coronavirus is i know it's been spiking up in the area where we live in but as a whole as this nation is it steadily decreasing increasing or is it like at a plateau, or is it starting to decrease? Um, so I have not taken a deep dive into the numbers in the past few weeks. Um, yeah. Just been a little busy with my projects at work. However, uh, from w broad strokes, what I've been seeing is that it, cases are on the rise. Um, I think it was Friday we had our single worst day as far as new coronavirus cases. Um, in the U.S., I think it was over 90,000 new cases in just one day. Oh, um so all in all, it's it's getting a little bit worse. Uh, it looks like now the areas that were not getting hit last spring are starting to see a lot of uh, clusters pop up, um, which is why I think it, the other day, I believe Dr. Fauci said that he doesn't believe we're in the second wave. This is still the first wave because this has not reached full saturation across the country. Yeah, because some of the major areas like in the Midwest and out west like Montana and South Dakota and North Dakota, they're starting to get hit really hard oh, yeah. with the virus now. Mm -hmm. And their hospitals are becoming overrun with like people and in it's just getting crazy out there, man. Oh yeah. Um so and what concerns me is now we're heading into flu season. So now we have the double whammy of you've got COVID circulating as well as flu. Um, so any anybody with any respiratory illness, you know, obviously up until now we've been treating it as COVID, but now we don't know. We, we need to make sure that the surveillance programs are in place to actually discern between a COVID infection and a flu infection. 
um, so that if it's not COVID, we can treat the flu. Yeah. Because there are drug therapies for, for flu. And, and while flu's mortality rate may not be near as what COVID is, flu is still dangerous. Yeah, and, and we need to take it seriously this, this fall and winter. <laughs> flu, flu can still kill people. Flu has killed people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, you know, keep that in mind that, you know, because I've heard other cases to where people, they're saying, like, we've had the lowest percentage of people, you know, acquiring the flu this year and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, what the, what, where is the, where are some of these people, some of these crack pop people getting that information from and stuff, yeah, man. I don't it's know. It's crazy. All right. But the, the good news is vaccine development is coming along. Um, I still think that it's a, it's a pipe dream to have anything really ready by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, however, I think early into next year, we should have enough safety data, at least for emergency use authorization. Now, what people need to realize with that, though, is that they may give it emergency authorization because we need it in the middle of this pandemic. That does not mean that the vaccine development is done. Yeah. The manufacturers are still conducting long-term safety studies for years after the fact so that we can, you know, when this is all over, you know, five, ten years from now, we, we know that this vaccine... Uh, we'll have some raw data, basically. We'll know that this vaccine was X percentage of effective and it caused these side effects, if any. Okay. Um, so a lot of that, a lot of those numbers will not come in for, for years. And, and pe- we need to remember that vaccine development used to take five to ten years. Yeah, so and- <laughs> that's, that's one thing that's really been freaking out a lot of people. And, you know, they're trying to, like, rush this vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it just, to me, to me, it just feels like they're trying to do like the Tuskegee experiment on a yeah. grander freaking scale, man. Mm-hmm. I, I have mixed feelings about them rushing the vaccine. Uh, so I'm okay with it in, in some cases. With a few of these vaccine candidates, this is novel technology. Um, that it is, it, we're using it for the first time with COVID because COVID's new. However, this has been used to at least start developing vaccines for other coronaviruses, such, such as MERS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I'm not mistaken, the Moderna vaccine, originally that platform was being used to develop a MERS vaccine. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason that this is going so fast is researchers did not necessarily need to start from ground zero. They already had um, a baseline to work with okay. because of what they learned with MERS. Yeah. Um, so... Now, the flip side of that is if the motivation to rush the vaccine out is for political gains, yes, obviously, we're, we're going to have yeah, issues. Gonna have, yeah. yeah, we're going to have big issues. Um, if, if it is progressing this fast because they're just firing on all cylinders and progressing this fast, that's one thing. Um, and and I, I have heard from a few of the, the, the drug manufacturers, they sent out press releases that, look, they're willing to you know, when they submit their safety data to the FDA to also submit it to these third-party oversight organizations to look through it so you get multiple organizations telling you if it's safe or not. Mm-hmm. So if, if that plays out, I think that it should elevate the trust that we have in this process. Uh, but, lot, yeah, if they, don't, if they don't no. open the books to show us the data, then, yeah, there's going to be problems. Because <laughs> a, a lot of people right now are like, no, we're not going to take it because mm-hmm. of all of that all right now how you feel about the country shutting down again i think it would be fucking great because so, it was peaceful on the roads down <laughs> in Florida. i you did like i did like it on the roads when everybody was, was at home but, <laughs> um 
so I, I feel like there's been this fallacy over the past, you know, eight months where it's either shut down or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is some middle ground. And, and really, I don't feel like, at least here, we use the shutdown appropriately. Yeah. The point of shutting down was to reduce people's interactions with each other, thus reducing transmission. Yeah. As a stopgap until we could get manufacturing to a level where all uh, uh, first responders and healthcare workers had the PPE that they needed. Yeah. Um, to delay until um, everybody could get these masks to wear um, yeah. and delay until we could get the public health apparatus could get geared up and ready to, to mobilize to, to combat this pandemic. Unfortunately, none of those things really happened during the lockdowns. I, I would say that manufacturers definitely stepped up and we got more PPE, but there are still places in the country that are lacking PPE. Um, I know I've got orders that have been outstanding since February, and it's, it's November now of PPE that has not come in. So I, that did happen to some extent. It didn't happen to the degree that we needed it to. Yeah. Um, and then as far as getting people masks, they're... At this point now, there's plenty of masks for people to wear. But the thing that, that fell through the cracks during the lockdown is then we did not have uh, people in positions of leadership advocating for mask wearing and explaining why we are wearing masks. Instead, it's been turned into this political debacle. So yeah, I basically what I'm getting at is, is if there's a lockdown, it doesn't need to necessarily be 100%. No. But if we're going to lock down, we need to accomplish a set of goals. Yeah. And if we're not doing that, then this point there's, there's no need yeah. for it to be locked down. It needs to be okay, you know, decrease the the positive ratings in certain areas where it's heavily hitting and to make sure that, you know, there are no more new cases. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel it needs to be really be shut down. Now, cuz a lot of people have been saying that like certain countries they didn't go on lockdown, but I explained to them that, you know, a lot of those countries are like, their people are very spread out. They're not in close proximity. Well, th- that is the case for some of them. Um, there are a lot of European countries that, I, I can think of a few of them that did not have as severe lockdowns as we did here. But the main difference is, um, well, A, they, they have better access to healthcare than we do here. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, it was kind of assumed that when their government came on the airwaves and said, look, we need to wear masks. We need to try and stay home as much as we can. We need to do this for the betterment of our society. Mm-hmm. Everybody bought in. I do not feel that that was the case here. No, it was <laughs> the total opposite. Yeah. Because people felt like, oh, their rights yeah. and freedoms were taken away. And and, and I'm, I'm all for individual freedoms, and I and I love the, the individual freedoms that we have here in this country. But at the same token, there are some situations where... Uh, the collective good outweighs your individual freedoms. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people don't feel the way you feel about it. And I see them all the time come in and I'll be like, you know, like, well, we don't have to wear this. And I'm like, look, man, just freaking wear the doggone mask. Because remember, you're not wearing the mask for you. You're wearing it for everybody else. Exactly. But, you know, some people don't, yeah. they, they, they're, they have apathy oh, about yeah. these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. They have, like, something that's not triggering up in their brain housing group. Now, speaking of politics, this is the last thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we could go ahead, drink ourselves a couple of Mai Tais, and go sit on the <laughs> beach and look at some hot chicks. All right. All right.
election day. Yep. Oh shit. Cause we talked about this yeah. before, before on this, <laughs> like election day, man. Do you think within your heart of hearts, your atriums and your ventricles, that we're gonna have some sort of violence ensued upon that day? Man, and the day after. Uh, I hope not. If if you had asked me that a few months ago, I would have said there's no way. But, but now I, you, I you don't like, know. <laughs> I mean, what, what was it yesterday? The the Biden Harris bus in Texas. Yeah, they got stopped. They got they got ran around. I they mean, got circled is, up like by the little Trump people and, in their little corral. And, and, and it's, not, it's not just the fact that that happened because I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised that there are people around the country that just would do stupid stuff like that. Yeah. It's the fact that then the president came out and complimented them on it. Not directly, but he came out and he tweeted something. He saw that story and he tweeted something. Oh, this is why I love Texas. You know, it, it, it's, it just blows my mind that we, we have an administration that is promoting violence, politically motivated violence, um, and now belongs to a party that has, has come out and admitted that if everybody votes, they'll lose. <laughs> And this is the only way that they, they stick to power is through this is through fear mongering. And that's what they've done is they've stirred up a ton of fear in people that don't know any better. And so I don't know what's gonna happen on election day or the day after. And yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous about that to be honest. I myself, I'm 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 a little bit cautious about it, but I'm like cool like the other side of the pillow, man. I'm mm-hmm. like real calm because I have a contingency plan for this because I was gonna bury <laughs> stuff. I'm you laughing. I'm dead. Yeah. You know, I was gonna bury stuff. I was gonna have something buried on my route, yep. so in case you something got, weird happens, you got your go bag. Yeah, I got I got something that I can you know get to to yeah. like protect myself and and my family and stuff like that because um because you know a lot of people a lot of people are really concerned about this and I'm like ooh we need to get this together, man. Yeah, and it's not. And it's not just a whole race issue. It's just oh, no, it's, being freaking Americans. Yeah. Period. Yes. Because. And what I'm hoping for is that, because tensions are, are, are high. Tensions are fucking degree, high, right? man. I'm, I'm hoping that this can serve as like a hard reset. I, I'm, I'm hoping that the, uh, that after this election, we can kind of step back and, and hopefully get some context with this. And I'm hoping that a certain sect of the, section of the population realizes that, like, okay, maybe this wasn't the way to go about politics. <laughs> but who knows? I, I'm going to remain hopeful that, that we can reset and get back to, well, I would say get back to the core American values, but even though those need a little bit of revision now. Yeah. Um, a lot of insight and a lot of revision. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm I'm hopefully optimistic, but I'm remain, remain remaining, you know, cautious on on election day. <laughs> oh shit! Now you up here got me. You know what? You got me <laughs> a little bit worried about some things, man. But it's nothing that I haven't been able to, you know, deal with anyway. Mm-hmm. Just from me being in combat and stuff like oh, that, yeah. have that mindset, and I think I did. I worry about my. I worry about my my family and my and my kids more than I would worry about myself because mm-hmm. I know that shoot if if it worst comes to worst 
someone is going. Someone is not going to leave my vicinity oh, yeah. alive. <laughs> so I'm like, that's how I'm feeling. If, if I'm going, I'm taking somebody with me. It's going to be a couple of people coming with me. Right. You know. So, I mean, but. We have to get this we have to get this together, man. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And this is the last question right. because I know you have something to do. This is the last thing. What do you think? What do you think will pull this country's like economy back into the black? Oh man. I think I really do think that the past, what has it been now, like 30, 40 years of trickle-down economics has shown us that it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, It seemed like at the beginning of this, uh, there were a lot of economists that liked the idea of the direct, at least talking about the, our current recession. Yeah. You know, er, earlier this year, they liked the idea of direct cash payments to people because that means that they can go out and spend money. Um, And I kind of feel like that's that's really where we need to be focusing. And, you know, what was it, two years, a year or two ago, the Treasury Department sent out uh, a memo stating that they had done a study and found that, I think it was between 40 and 45% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it's true. How do we expect to have a robust economy with that? That's 40 to 45% of, of Americans that do not have disposable income to stimulate the economy. Um. So I really think, in, and I know there's been a lot of people yelling about this for the past few years, is we've got to do something about wages. Wages have not moved in, in 50 years now. Yes! Um, and but the cost of living has gone up, exactly. but the wages have stayed the same. Exactly. And, and again, people can't spend money. They can't stimulate the economy. Um, I feel that we've been way too business friendly to, to corporations in this country. And I'm frankly getting tired of the argument that we have to do that, otherwise they'll move their jobs overseas. Fucking unions, man. Well, unions were yeah, like unions, exactly. no, unions were like the, the like the line. The the better solution to that, instead of giving them everything they want, giving them these big, you know, taxpayer funded subsidies, would be we as a society decide that if you want to operate a business in this country, you hire people from this country. Exactly. I mean there there are other ways to go about this than just, oh yeah, here we're gonna shovel a bunch of subsidies at you so you keep jobs here. No, so, it's not going to work. I, yeah, I, I think that we've, we've now gotten into this, this situation where we have a, a I guess, top-heavy economy, if you will. Yeah, it's pretty top-heavy. <laughs> um, and it, it's clearly not sustainable. And I'm not an economist. You don't have to take my word for it. There are no. plenty of economists that say yeah. the same thing. Um, we've got two Nobel Prize-winning economists uh, that are here in the U.S. that I can think of off the top of my head. Paul Krugman and uh, Joseph Stiglitz, both of whom advocate for doing some some kind of economic reform to get more money into the hands of the working class. So, because it just seems like it just seems like over this span that there has been like a decline in the middle class, and it's just evaluating into a two class system. Oh yeah. You're either rich or poor. Oh yeah, absolutely, and. And unfortunately, anytime we get into a recession like this, the the people who always come out on top are the ones that you know, the big the big corporations, the the big hedge funds, because they tend to exploit the situation. You know, we've seen it now with a lot of different companies in this pandemic. It happened in '08. It happened oh, yeah. in the Great Depression. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> big time, big time. Yeah. So it was a lot of people in, during the Great Depression in '33 that end up becoming wealthy 
for mm-hmm. just right, making the right moves on the stock market. Oh, yeah. But a lot of average Americans don't know about the stock market, and they're very reluctant. And they're very reluctant to get on the stock market because people don't have that, like you said, disposable income to be spending well, on things the, like it, that. It, it, yes, you are right. But I think the, the other side of that coin is that they just may not know what to do. Exactly. Um, I, I felt like I got a fairly good, you know, education in, in both high school and, and, and university. But I never once took a class that really taught you how do you balance your checkbook? How do you pay your bills? How do you go apply for a loan? Exactly. Um, I, I, there needs to be some kind of personal financial education at the high school level. It should. Because um, as soon as you graduate from high school, that is that is essential knowledge for you to have. But, but they only teach about things that some people can use. I feel, I feel that they should have a test. They should take out the they should take out you know the SAT test, but they should have a test to evaluate what a child is strong in. Mm-hmm. Start them like test them young to see what you know they like to focus on and have them focus in there so they can enjoy what they're doing. And if it's something that they can make a substantial career out of, okay, good. Oh, yeah. But if they need a little help, then that's what the guidance counselors are supposed to be there for, to kind of like, okay, well, maybe you need to calm down, you need to focus and go like that. But I think that we need to start teaching our children more viable, viable, like, classes, skills, skills and classes oh, and you stuff. You know, and I think, I think that is... Unfortunately, one of the great failings of our education. There are many, but that's yeah, one that's of one of the biggest is, ones. Is I the feel. fact that in, in in speaking from my own experience, I didn't get very good career guidance at all. You know, it's kind of just it, it seems like because funding for for public schools are so tied to how kids do on standardized tests, that's all they care about. Yeah, and that's what they mostly same when it, I was it, in school. That's what they focused you know, on. In my high school, it was hey, you guys. Did go on your standardized tests. We got X percentage of y'all graduating. Our job's done. Exactly. It. it wasn't what do you do afterwards. No. You know, and there was, there was some help from guidance counselors for applying for college and stuff like that. But it was never, what do you want to do? Why do you want to do that? Here's some things to look at if you want to go down this career path. There was none of that. And it was kind of just left for us to figure it out. And, I mean, I'll say it right now. That's part of the reason why I took an extra few years to graduate from, from college is because I really just didn't – it took me that long to figure out what I wanted to do. And you know what? And that's where a lot of people – and that's where a lot of people end up acquiring, like, debt that oh, yeah. they don't need to acquire. And I feel that, you know, student loans are like a killer. Mm-hmm. And that's what make, makes people very leery of really, like, trying to go to school and stuff because you got these loans – this, you got these loans coming in, and you got this degree, but you can't get the job because you don't have the work experience. Right. And you don't have the work experience because you can't get the job. Yep. It's like you've been stuck between a rock and a hard place. I propose, and I think it makes sense, that you work for a company with your specific degree mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time, and they pay off your student loan. Now, after that certain yeah. amount of time, <laughs> after that certain amount of time, you decide... If you want to stay with that company mm-hmm. or if you want to, you know, go somewhere else, if you enjoy working I, with I, that company. I would like to see more companies picking up the tab for student loans. I mean, the government is already doing this. Yeah. Like, if you have a government, I, I, I forgot the name of the program, but if you have a state or federal job for 10 years, all of your student loans are forgiven. 
Will Regardless I of what they are. Will I be? That's why y'all be so adamant over your fucking well, there, there, there are several yeah. people that, that, yeah. that work for the yeah. government for yeah. that reason. Yeah, I'm like, man. I'm like, yeah, that's why I see And yeah. I mean, there, there's other programs like that, too. Um, we had one here in Florida where if you graduate with a, with a graduate degree. Yeah. And you have student loans. Okay. If you agree to go teach at a high-risk middle or high school for five years, all your loans are forgiven. Bullshit. So yep. you got the risk the dog on getting chairs and thrown at you or something. Fair enough, but, or something. But, but I will argue this. Someone coming right out of school with a graduate degree going to teach high school is probably going to be better than a teacher that got their education degree decades ago. Yeah, because so, they're going to be so, fucking, I'm fucking done you know, with that, this shit. That may be, that, that, to me, that's a program. It, it, there's, it's twofold. It's A, to alleviate some of the student loan debt. And B, it's to get qualified people in to teach kids who would un- otherwise not have access to good education. Okay. Okay. All right. That was a very good topic. And that was a hot seat question. Oh, yeah. That was a hot seat <laughs> question. I appreciate that hot seat oh, question. No problem. <laughs> and, and with that being said, this concludes my, you know, first annual podcast of, um, you know, I don't have a name for it. You gotta come up we with a just, name. We got to come up with a cool name. Oh, yeah. oh let, hold on. Okay, let's see, let's see. Um, I was thinking of just, like, the chat. But, yeah. The chat. I like it. Yeah. Simple. I like the chat. it. <laughs> just having a simple chat. A simple chat. I can dig it. With Darren. And, and guess at an undisclosed location. Yep. Because I just have... <laughs> Random people I'll be asking and inquiring about things. Well, I appreciate you, you know, taking time out today. Oh, it's my my pleasure. (laughs) Get this on, and you have a good one. You too. You have a good one too, people.